1: It's time for Blue Darter Sports Central with your host, Roger Franklin-Williams. Stay tuned for the latest updates on Blue Darter Sports, along with interviews with student-athletes, coaches, and more. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome to Blue Darter
2: Sports Central with Roger Franklin-Williams. It's a great day throughout Central Florida. It's a great day throughout Apopka. It's a great day to be in Apopka Blue Darter here on campus with Joe Fuaro, of course. Okay. In a moment, we'll go to Coach Fred Priest, athletic director at Apopka, and he'll introduce our first guest. In fact, we'll do that just in a moment. But first of all, I want to remind you that Blue Darter Sports Central is sponsored by our friends over at Porky's. Original barbecue, it's almost lunchtime. Porky's Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka is a great place to go for a great Friday afternoon lunch to start your weekend. But right now, let's go to Fred Priest, Athletic Director of Apopka High.
3: Thanks, Roger. Yeah, uh, today we've got, uh, in this first segment, Uh, One of uh, Popka's finest. And uh, uh, Jamie Anderson is going to sit with us and and talk a little bit. Uh, You know, Jamie, along with some of the other officers uh, throughout the years that I've been here and way before I got here, have done a great job of of helping us with security at our events, especially football being one of the major ones. Um, You know, they're here on campus. Uh, You know, I'm going to let him talk more about what they do and and their purpose. But I just know that... um, for us, it's been a great thing to, to have them around. It's been a great thing for, uh, you know, for uh, for our community, uh, for our kids, uh, you know, just from a lot of different stand, standpoints. Uh, uh, so, Jamie, you uh, is here to visit with us, and I'm glad to have him. And he's he's like an old radio guy. I I, I forgot about that, but so yeah, Before, I, I hope he doesn't take anybody's job. No, exactly. No, no, no. Before exactly. you start, Jamie, can you take these handcuffs off, please? <laughs> right. Well,
4: Fred was using them earlier, so
3: <laughs> ja- oh no, Jamie is uh, also. I hate this. Jamie's going to re- is retiring, but I know he'll still be around. It will still be working games and that kind of thing, but. So we're going to miss them. That's for sure.
4: Yeah, yeah. We uh, actually, I've been fortunate to be here for 20 years with the Popka and uh, the fact that the city has given us a lot of uh, chances to interact with the kids, and they—they they actually, the city has always been really pro-police in the schools, and—and uh, and not just from an enforcement point of view, but you know, managing kids, helping them through their tough times, crisis. They allow us to travel with the team. Um, and other sporting events so we're kind of always interacting with the kids and it, it made a big difference some schools they don't do that and they rotate people out very fast and and i've been fortunate to be here the last you know last year's my career and uh moving on and yeah i'll still be around you know working as a reserve uh hanging out and filling in time here so well
5: it's
2: great we're glad you're joining us today thank you for the great contribution you made and like just to pick on what you said about uh being here 20 years and other schools move people in and out it's Popka is a great uh, community built on relationships, and it's uh, you know, great to, to have you sharing your relationship here uh, from a law enforcement perspective on campus at Apopka High School.
4: You know, and it was always good every time we're like when we're on the road doing a game someplace, especially during the playoffs, seeing the
2: Apopka police cars coming up, right. following along with the buses. Oh, that was it's Chief very... Manley. A yeah. lot of Chief Manley's influence, definitely. Right. He always made sure Popka Blue Raiders sports were, were, were well taken, well taken care of, and especially protected by the
3: by the boys in blue. I think one of the things. That uh, that you mentioned, Jamie, that I think is important is that you know a lot of times it's um, you know it's sort of like some other jobs are the same way where you don't hear about or see what's going on until something bad happens. That's right. And, and usually that's what happens with you guys is. You know when you have to handle a situation, and you know then it gets in the paper and all that. But what they don't see is what you talked about—the relationships that you have with the kids and and uh, how they how they relate with the kids and 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 just how important is that? Talk about that a little bit—the dynamic of that.
4: Well, that interaction. You know, there's lots of times that we deal with kids and. and Sometimes you look as the person who's making the trouble for them, and and that's not always the case. I mean, parents here in this city have always supported us. We don't make it to the news a lot because we handle a lot of things as a small town, and and dealing with these kids that are on probation. Sometimes instead of instead of working them down the road, of keep going back to jail, we we put them on community service hours, and we monitor them, and we have interaction with them every day. We make sure they do the right things, and and that's really the big difference. A lot of schools don't do that. In fact. Uh, Popka was the first one who started the NRJ program, which is very successful, and now it's been carried over to the rest of the county actually, uh, doing these uh, diversion programs and having the kids come out. And we manage those kids throughout the years, so they have to check in with us and uh, they have to do their hours with us, and so we make sure everything works good. And that builds a rapport with your good kids and your not so good kids, and we try and straighten them out and get them down the right path. Uh, you know, and we're me and uh, Officer Lee at work here. We're both college educators. We, you know, we we we've been the whole gamut in school. We know what it's like. We can talk
3: kids through it. Yeah, I think uh, you know. Again, I think that's what people. That's the part people don't see. They don't see the, that that relationship, and they don't they don't see what these guys do. I I know from my own personal experience uh, with these guys over the five years that i've been here they have come to me on on several occasions where they know of a kid that's coming you know that's an eighth grader or whatever that's you know is, is shown that he's he's a pretty good athlete and uh you know if we can get him in the right place and and under the right leadership that this kid's got a chance and and they're you know they're concerned you know about those kids and what's going to happen to them as they leave that middle school situation and and, and come to the high school and, and many times uh we've seen that so
4: yeah sometimes it sounds like we're coming down on a kid but actually some of these kids need it they, they don't have somebody that's going to say hey you have to do this and sometimes they react to that by saying wow somebody does care and you know i do need somebody to pressure me and tell me what's you know to do the right thing and some resent it, some don't. And we've had some kids come out really good in the end. And as seniors, when they walk the stage, it's it's exciting to know that you had something to do with it.
3: Well, you know, you guys, and you guys can speak to this in general as well, but, you know, it, it's it's like just yesterday I had a kid that kept having his hood on. It's a rule not that you can't wear your hood, your hoodie, and, and so you got to take your hood off. And so every day this week I've had to tell him to take his hood off. And I said, well, you know, Anymore, that's just now that's just disobedience. That's not forgetting to the school rule. I mean, you haven't forgotten it, you know. know? And I said, So, right now, from this point on, we're gonna, we're gonna, the expectation is that you know the rule, and when you break it, it's no longer a dress code rule. Well, guess what? Today he shows up, there's no hood on his head. And, And I think what we're forgetting is, first of all, and we've talked about this before when we talked about my book kids are not different, kids are the same. What's, what's different is, is the way we're raising them, the expectations that we're having for them. And like Officer Anderson just said, if we have expectations for kids, it's just amazing how sometimes they meet those expectations. Now, not every kid does, and not every kid did when I was a kid. But if we, if, if we lower our expectations, all we're going to do is lower their expectations. And so not everybody's always going to reach the expectation. Does that make sense? Yes. So if we lower them, not everybody's reaching that one either.
2: Exactly. Regardless so, of what the structure is, some people are, are not going to, yes. you know, some people are just
3: not going to meet it. And we're buying into that lie. And so Jamie's got me off on a tangent now, but we're buying <laughs> off. We're buying Nailed in. It. As adults, we're buying in. And I'll take, I'm an adult. But but as as adults as whole, we're buying into this lie that if we release, if we lower these expectations, then that's going to help these kids because they'll reach them. And that's a lie. They won't reach them. They won't. And they want expectations, Jamie. They want guidelines. They want boundaries. They don't know it. You know, when I was a kid, I didn't think I wanted right. that. But that's how we feel secure is when we've got boundaries and we've got, you know, we've got uh, our space is defined for us as a young person, you know, just learning this deal. Okay, so now I've ranted. And that reply, <laughs> I, I was a, You nailed it, Fred. I mean, you, yes. I think the, the for power and truth in what you just said.
4: And it reflects in our sports because we have pretty disciplined sport teams here. Exactly. And we monitor. And, our, you know, nobody gives an inch. And the staff here is phenomenal to work with. Other high schools, I hear other officers complain about some of their staff here. We don't have any of those issues. We've always had a great staff here. And they've always stood together. And
2: that makes a huge difference. And our sports reflect in it, too, when you see them. So, No, absolutely. I think there's a, a consistency in, in the culture, the consistency in the discipline, the accountability, the expectations, right? And, you know, and and the, the love and the building up and the encouragement as well. That's all a big part of the the equation. But I think Fred, you know, what you said was so uh, brilliant. I mean, just there, there's definitely, I think, a, been a lowering uh, across society yeah. in our expectations, the the accountability that we uh, demand of of of, of kids, and uh, the, the discipline. That we demand of kids, and, right. and, and I think it's had a, a, a terrible, uh, negative effect. Well, no question. And, and, and it's and great to see it at Popka, we still it's still a culture, Popka High School, a culture of high expectations and uh, accountability and discipline.
3: Absolutely. And Jamie hit it on the head when he talked about sports, and of course, I mean, we're going to talk about football here in a little bit. And Rick's going to join us, but you know, Rick Darlington's program is like a throwback. You know, we've talked about this before on the show where it used to be that was the, Rick's program used to be the norm. I mean, that wasn't the advantage you know back in the day everybody ran a program like that so you weren't getting an advantage by making your kids be disciplined and 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 yes sir and no sir and wear your clothes right and go to class and all those things because everybody was doing it but now that's the that is exactly the it's advantage an we have yeah, it's, it's not because <laughs> it's not. we've got all these great athletes running around we do have some good athletes no question about it but it's because they work hard they're together they get it they're a team they're, they you know they do all those those things and they're disciplined and and that's why one of the first things you hear about Rick's team is their discipline. That's the first word you hear. Like it's like, a, like it's a, some kind of phenomenon, you know? Ooh, and so, yeah. Well, we have the advantage just because of that now. And then, plus, we play some good football. You know what I mean?
4: And that's what winning is.
3: Yeah, right?
4: All the way around. And,
3: and, but somewhere in society, we've lost that. I don't know where it went, how it went. But I know I said at the football banquet a few weeks ago, I said, in a popka we can't lose that. And and I said it to the parents because I said the only way we won't lose that is if you don't allow it. Because I can't do it. Rick can't do it by himself. An administrator can't do it by themselves. The people of Apopka in this community is unique to almost any other community, and they got to work not to lose it. Because if we don't, it'll be lost. I mean, oh, you
4: could true. definitely take a laser and pinpoint where the problem is and, and how it started. But that's a totally different program and a totally different discussion. Yeah,
3: right? Yes, it is. But but Jamie's here to help us do that. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. We're speaking with Coach Fred Priest on Blue Garter Sports Central.
3: We're glad that you're joining
2: us. Special guest, Officer Jamie Anderson, who is the on-location police officer at Popka High School and has been for 20 years. Now, officer Anderson can you uh, and Fred also of course your principals and um, administrators still have and teachers responsibilities for discipline sure but but also you're here as well and where does where does the line uh, between you know a, a situation or a problem that that can be handled by say mr. Guthrie or one of the administrators and, and where 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 does it go to uh, at what point do you get involved as an as actual police officer?
4: Well, yeah, the administration handles probably 99% of the issues that come across a discipline in the school. I'm not actually a disciplinary. I, what I do is I step in when they actually can't control someone and they can't do it. And nine times out of ten, us just showing up. Usually, will you know? Hey, you come talk to us, you know. And they know the situation, and there'll always be that one that just doesn't want to listen to it. And, and, yeah,
2: yeah, Fred and Mr. Guthrie don't don't wear firearms.
4: No, <laughs> that's right, we no, don't do that. <laughs>
2: no.
4: and, but and that's the thing with building. I mean, we've pepper, known these pepper spray kids. and tasers. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I mean, Mike Lee, who works with me, he's known these kids since sixth grade. Right. So, I mean, they were, you know, two feet tall when he met them, and now, you know, they're they're 18 years old. So, and they still have that same perception of him since they were kids. So, when he talks to them, they, you know, they kind of like, oh, you know, come on, stop. You know me. I'm not going to – and we build a rapport that they know how we're going to rack. So – one kid will go, oh, well, he did that before. Well, yeah, well, that's how he did it every time. So, you, you know, don't expect anything different from us. And we've been lucky to get that support from our agency and uh, and from the school. Guthrie's been fantastic to work with every year. Even when he was in the middle school and I worked with him, he was great. And uh, here he's just been absolutely fantastic to work with. I couldn't ask for a better principal. So
3: Absolutely.
2: Well, friends, we're on our first break, up against our first break on Blue Dart Sports Central. We're glad you're joining us. I want to let you go before we go to break that Blue Dart Sports Central is sponsored by friends over at Porky's Original Barbecue. And at Porky's, you'll find genuine, authentic, old fashioned, southern style barbecue, exceptional homemade sauces, and one of a kind homemade size. As a lot of, in addition to a lot of other great, unique dishes like Brunswick Stew, Jim's Dirty Tainers, Summer slaw, black-eyed peas, collards, and a lot of other great things that Porky's got to go right now to break. But remember, Porky's Original Barbecue in downtown Apopka is a great place for lunch or dinner. We'll be right back.
1: It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Daughter Sports Central with Roger
2: Franklin williams It's a great show today. We're glad that you're joining us. You're a big part of it. And we're pleased to be joined by... Athletic Director Fred Priest. I want to give a special shout-out and thanks once again to Officer Jamie Anderson mm-hmm. for joining us on our program today, sharing the insights of what he does and he contributes to Absolutely. Apopka High School and has for the past 20 years. And also it's just another another example of the p- c- culture that we have in Apopka, in Apopka High of, of relationships and education based on accountability discipline
3: as well as encouragement absolutely and those guys you know like i said they've done a great job for us i know since i've been here you know they're they're a real asset to what we do and you know really they're at the very least they're prevention at our events uh, more than anything else i don't know that in the 5 years that i've been here that we've had many incidents at all at our events i mean there might have been a fight here or there at a football game and you know in 5 years that that may have occurred, but nothing major. And so, uh, just the, them there for that standpoint. But then the relationship that he talked about that they have with the kids that just people just don't see. You know, uh, was really good. And of course, you know, he brought the passion out in me when he started talking about the discipline thing and that. Uh, you know, I just, I, I just, I think that permeates our whole society, whether it's athletics or our schools or our, our communities. Uh, and you know, that that's something you know. I hope that we can get a grasp back on. I just I just I'm hopeful for that. Uh, but it's it's not something that's just going to happen. It's got to it has to be something that we do uh, that 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 we have a plan about and that we do and we carry out and people want to do it. And so, like I said before, we can't lose that in the popcorn.
2: No, and I, I think what you said is is very profound. I mean, it, 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 it's it's incredibly simplistic, but it's mm. also incredibly profound yes. because we as a culture and a society have gotten completely away from it. Yes, we have. Especially in many of the public schools and even, I'm sure, a lot of the private ones right. even. But, um, you know, the, when you take a look back, and of course, I've, something I've thought a lot about, because my father, of course, was a career educator and principal and, of course, was here at APOC for 34 years. Um, The the ultimate goal, mission of public schools, going all the way back to Thomas Jefferson, was to prepare students to To be functioning good American citizens, citizens, right? That that was society, not to, It'd be great. It's great if they go to some elite college right. and and get a Ph.D. and all that. That that's wonderful. But that's not the that the not fundamental it. purpose of public education. It's to to give a basic level of of education so that you'll have an educated society. But then also to prepare people to. Their habits, if you will, for lack of a better word, there to to, to, to to build people that can go out and be self-functioning, exactly, to, to, to make their own living, not to be uh, dependent on the state or dependent on government or dependent on somebody else to to, to survive, and and and, and that's yeah you know, once once that 's based on discipline accountability and real world factors such as
3: that which was, which is why I always loved athletics because I thought athletics always did those things they always did the, the exact things that you 're talking about uh, and I've mentioned this before I you know in some ways I think athletics are one of the last bastions of discipline that we have. And it, that's even eroding away a little bit more than when I started coaching 39 years ago. But I, I always loved the idea, and we could always use the idea of, you know, the things that we were teaching kids in athletics were, would, would transfer over into their lives and, and, and that they would be good citizens and good good moms and dads and, and, and raise kids to, to be that way uh, based just on the principles that they learned just in athletics and the, what it took to be part of a team and, and to, to, to strive to be successful. And that doesn't mean you're always successful, which is also part of the lesson. Exactly. What do you do when you don't win? What do you what do, you do when, you, when you do fail? Because what do you do when you do lose your job or you know, the things that are out of your control? How do you handle that? And if you've never been through those things, you don't know how to handle those things. And I always thought athletics was the place where you learn it because you didn't learn that kind of stuff in an English class. No, you don't. You, know, you learn some stuff in English, but you don't, learn, you don't learn how to handle the things that life throws at you uh, when you walk out of this building because... You know, you always felt like you were insulated when you were in this building, and they are in a way, and they still are in a yes. way. But now, when they go out into that, to the real world, which the real world hasn't changed a whole lot on those it, principles, it's brutal. The world's yeah. going to kick kick yeah. you. Yeah. To, yeah, it's gotten. got so
2: I can't even say what the world's going to no. do to you on the radio. The, the, here, the,
3: the world's going to going to beat you up. So and here's the thing: you do out. you do you want to do you want to lovely do you want your kid to be lovingly shown what to do and what happens when you don't, or do you want the world who don't care about him? To show you what happens when you don't, and so I mean, come on, we all get that. We all know what the answer to that is, but we don't all do that anymore. I mean, we that we is, think we're better off being a friend to our kid instead of you know raising you our can't kids. Be. Kids got and, enough friends. Yeah, they need parents. It, it, so you really nailed. This the thing. show has become something else. Uh, uh, well, no, this is
2: <laughs> profound stuff. You know, and and you uh, really hit one of the fundamental building box of life, really, and, and, and being an American. That's the reason we had the greatest country in the world for, Absolutely. for over 200 years is because we had people inherently had that self-regulating right. discipline, that self-regulating uh, accountability, that t- just to get out there and not to, to have to rely on somebody else to pay. Pave a path for them, or to be able to, to deal with adversity. That's the story of America: is people dealing with
3: adversity. Now, and we've gotten to the point, like you had mentioned, you know, okay, now you're going to school because you're going to be a PhD one day or whatever. And we've gotten to the point where where it's the the end product is what we our focus is on instead of building this person that you're talking about, building this person that 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 can be a part of society in and in a good society. But now all we're focused is, is on the, that end product. And so we're starting to see that permeate into in our athletics if we go back to that it's permeating at every level. Look at what just happened at Baylor University and, and the the president's gone, the, the head football coach is gone uh, because because the principles that that we have we're going to put them we're going to put them underneath the rug because our goal is to be this thing that we think is going to is going to so be the savior of us all yeah, yeah exactly and stuff like that exactly it's really, ultimately it doesn't mean a no, whole lot but those things come if it, we what's so great about what happens at a high school in our football program those things come those trophies come those state championships came when everything was done the right way and not just to, for that goal that was, a, that was a product of all the other stuff that was done.
2: And that's another topic that I'd like to address with you, and that's something I've kind of learned through participation and observation. Is, is And like I said, first of all, I totally agree with you. Sports is really that place. Even if kids don't have a good home. Background that was one of the things my father really learned quickly and emphasized was uh, because it seemed like over the course of his career, even before he came to Popka, he was in rural agricultural communities, working class communities, uh, communities where a lot of kids didn't necessarily have a come out of a, a, a home that prepared them to be. Achieve well academically, if you right. will, or even uh, prepare them to even maybe even make it, if you will. Right. But, but for those kinds of kids, sports was just a, a true salvation because they could get involved in the sports program, learn discipline, learn accountability, get their arms around something they're passionate about, be a part of a team, get direction. And it, it, it was a real savior, uh, really, a really positive influence. But 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 as you said, one more step. Also, as you said, and my experience was the same, uh, very similar, you just assumed that, that, that your school and your sports team, you would learn a discipline, accountability, Correct. hard work, teamwork, respect for your coaches right. and your teammates and opponents. And I, for many, 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 many years, thought that was just the only path to success on the scoreboard and, and on the record book and so forth. Well, it's not, really. No. I mean, you can win without having discipline. You can win without having accountability. That's right. You can win without having respect. Look at Miami Hurricanes. I yeah. mean, they, they proved that, <laughs> uh, you know, several decades ago. But, 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 but that's the thing. It, but, but once... The point is is, 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 as you said. The point is not to win championships. No. The point is not to fill up your your, your school with no. trophy cases and, or even in college, generate millions and millions of dollars. That's not the point. No. The point is to teach young people to become good, functioning, successful citizens. And that's what that's what that's the path. The accountability, the discipline. The, the positive coaching and, and teaching uh, re- results in.
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and so just going back to, you know, what's going on here, you know, I, you know it, it is so – I'm so blessed to be here because of that, because if I was somewhere else, I don't know that I could function anymore in that world because it's just so foreign to, to what I do. Uh, and so, uh, you know, just to be here and, and, and see our programs operate that way, it's it's been so good. And, and of course, we've been blessed to, to win a few, you know. And, you you know, you can do everything right and still not win on that scoreboard. That's right. I mean, that's the truth. I mean, and you can do everything in life and raising your kids or whatever it is, and they weren't, aren't always going to turn out perfect. But that's the best chance that they got. That's the best chance that these kids have. Otherwise, all that stuff is going to—it's going to break and fall <laughs> away, and it's not going to be worth
2: anything. And I would even say, and I still—I'm not giving up on the, giving, let go of this. I still think discipline, accountability, hard work, respect, teamwork. That is the be- your best chance to win that still, though, too. Chance, I mean, you don't have to do it. You can get a bunch of superstar players, and it can be all about the talent or whatever. You, know, you can cut corners, if you will. And, um, and, and, yeah, obviously we see the evidence that that, that model does work. And, and placate to ego. Mm. But, but I still think that more times than not... A less talented team that's built around teamwork, discipline, and accountability will beat that so-called super
3: talented. And we have seen that. I mean, that's played out over, years over, over the years. Uh, teams, even well, when Coach people D, try to course. throw teams together uh, to win, don't win. Uh, and then, so what do they have at the at the end when they didn't they win? They got nothing. They got nothing because they, that they put all of it there. Uh, you know. And so we've we've seen that happen over the years. And and I just you know the the thing that, that frustrates me about it is I just don't know how people don't see it. I guess that's me. And I, I just don't, it just seems so simple to me. Why, why we're not seeing that what we're doing is enabling people instead of the opposite of what they think they're doing. We're, we're enabling people to, 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 do the, to be successful, actually, uh, when, when it's all said and done some things are common sense fred and yeah. one thing that
4: i've noticed common sense is a rarity anymore yeah, it has i mean it really is yeah.
3: right. it's no longer common yeah and i guess that's why you get the foot up on him that's why rick gets the foot up on most teams is because he is doing those things and and so he has a foot up on teams that that just aren't anymore and and so you know we have that ability to to win it when we really don't have the best team on the field on paper uh, we're still operating as one of the better teams and, and one of the most respected teams, and and so that that is a real credit to our coaches, uh, to starting with Rick and then with our our whole coaching staff, and and then to the kids and and their parents because you know what, not everybody stays in that program. Uh, we have people, like I said before, people we have the biggest walk off program in America, <laughs> got, you know, instead of the walk ons <laughs> that we see, but uh, and it's because they don't want to, they don't buy in. You know, and the parents and really it's the parents most that sometimes that don't buy in and, and they leave the program. And but the what, but, but the majority of them get it and they and they stay because they're a Popka people and they get it and they know what it's doing for their kids and they know it's good for their kids. And, you know, maybe sometimes it's a little bit long and it's a little bit tough and it's a little bit hard, but they stay, you know, and the ones that that words out because people aren't flocking to come here to play football. Okay, you would think, well, this is a state championship team, they've won two in the last four years, they might win another one. You know, this is where they would flock to come play football. But the reality is not everybody wants to be in that program. Now they want to do what they want to do. It's they tough. want to be the guy, they want to be the star. Showboat they, after they, they, they touchdown. To, they, they want that's what they want to do. And the word is out that ain't happen that's not all happening over, over
4: to West Orange. Oh
3: easy. <laughs> I can't believe he said that. <laughs> Well,
4: what surprises me is the, the philosophy, the environment here at Apopka doesn't catch on fire throughout all of Orange that's County. What you know,
1: and, and I have what, to agree what, what, with that. Well,
4: part How of it is
2: because it takes commitment. Well, it does. It's you hard know, work. It, it, that's it's the hard, it's a harder way to do it's it. It's real
3: easy. It's easier it's to it's let easier a kid about, just do. Get a bunch of... You know, path of least players. resistance. It's easy. Yeah, it's a path of least resistance. That's the lie. You know, because it's easier to let that, that star running back just do whatever he wants to do. You know, start. then then all of a sudden star running backs here sometimes don't play. If they don't, if they're not doing what they're supposed to do. So and sometimes they go somewhere else. And Sometimes right. they go somewhere else. So and we keep we keep right on winning. And so. We, yeah. So you know, so <laughs> while the path of the, the lie of path least resistance, it seems to be the way to go. It, it, in reality, at the end, it's not least resistance for that kid when he gets older. No. It's not re- least resistance for your program of, as it of, deteriorates. Right, not fighting to adversity. Yeah. You, it, yes.
2: Yes. Great stuff. Friends you are listening to Blue Darter Sports Central, we'll be right back after these messages.
1: It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports
2: Central. We're glad you're joining us today. We're talking... About some very important factors, of course, we always talk about the the coaches and the teams and our all the outstanding programs we're here to pop good but today we 're talking about the basic fundamental values of the program and uh, which why we take a peel back the curtain and look at why we have the success that we do and um, of course, on the field. Which is a secondary part of it, but even more so in, in producing uh, young people that can go out into the world that can be successful and, and to be functioning independent adults, and that's the building block of our of our whole country. And that's exactly what's happening right here at Apopka High School, and especially in the athletic program at Apopka High School.
3: No question. You no, know, before we went to the break there, you had made you made mention of the hard work that it takes and and the results of that work. And let's
2: point out at the time you're not you don't really have a smile on your face when you're going. Through.
3: Oh, no, never, time. never! And, and I used to tell my track kids, especially, you know, because track can get pretty hard when you're in interval times and you're you're just repeating and then trying to recover and run again. And I used to tell them, you can call me whatever you want as long as you get back on that line and do the next one, you know. So because that's what you want to do, right? Well, but you mentioned the work aspect, and and I used to tell a story to the kid to my to my teams every year about the, about the, about the butterfly. Uh, when you when you see a butterfly, uh, that you know a butterfly comes out of that cocoon, and when you watch a butterfly come out of the cocoon, it's a war, it's a it's battle pointing. to come out of that cocoon. But here's the thing that some people don't know: if you try to help that butterfly come out of that cocoon, and you cut that cocoon and you open it for it, so the butterfly can, can come out, it dies. It can't do it. It can't do it. The struggle of coming out of the out of the uh, out of the butterfly is what completes is what completes that butterfly, so it can be successful to go from a caterpillar at the end product to a butterfly. And it has to fight its way out of the cocoon to do that. If it doesn't fight its way out of the cocoon, it doesn't make it. Now, really, uh, how that's how simple is that?
2: And now I think you hit another thing is is the concept. Fred, and we're speaking with Athletic Director Fred Priest on Blue Daughter Sports Central, is perseverance, and that's another thing you learn in sports. And it's another thing. I, to if I, if I look back now on life, uh, philosophically, I think per- perseverance is one of the most underrated qualities, oh. and and it's one of the most crucial qualities to having any kind of success. It's just to fight through that adversity. Because as we've talked about, you're always life is going to give you adversity. Yeah, that's a given. Um, you know, your parents can pamper you, your coaches can pamper you, and whatever. But once you once you ultimately you get into that real world, the, the world's not going to pamper you. No, and you're, you're going to have adversity. And and and, one, and And one of the most important parts of of sports that that people of any age – and it's better if you're young – can learn through their sports experience is, is just that perseverance. You've got to fight through uh, just to make it through the end of practice. Oh, in, absolutely. In some cases, you've got to fight through to make it through the week. You've got to fight through to make it through a game. You've got to fight through to make it through the season. But, but ultimately, that's going to, and you, and you don't even m- most realize it at the time probably, but that's going to pr- do so much to prepare you to have a better life um,
3: in the future. Absolutely. And, you know, it's not if, it's when. You know, it's not if, it's when is this going to happen to me? And and so that's what I used to tell the kids is it's it's not an if thing. It's a when thing. It's going to happen. You're going to have adversity. You might go a long time before you have adversity. You might be the guy. You might always, you know, you may go through a, might be a long time, But but like you said, just to work through a practice. You know, it, it, you have to fight through it, you know, and you help each other through it. And, and, and so, uh, but, but you know what? And I used to really hate that at the time. Yeah. It really made me angry yeah. at the time. But as a kid, you hope <laughs> for every kid that you don't have to face the real adversities that you have to face in life. You hope you don't have to learn that way. You know, you hope that you're learning it, you know, through, you know, working to get an English paper done and working to get your practice done and work, you know, whatever it is that you're involved in and and you're working hard and and overcoming things. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't go the way that you want to. I know we've talked with Mike McWhithey before about his robotics class and those guys building robots, and they don't always work the first time, and you, you fight through that. And those are the things that kids learn so that when they get in real life, when real life hits them in the face, and the adversities of life hit them in the face, they know how to—they know how to do that. I've been through—I've been through stuff. I can—I know how to get through this. I know the process to get through it. You know?
2: No, and I, what I want to point out too is that you talked about. You know, the world's not going to pamper you. And, and, and you can, if you have talent in sports, and we should address this, you can go a long way. And if, and if, oh, and if yeah. there's some of these programs that baby and pamper you and look the other way and, you know, just want to use you for what you do on the field and help them win and um, don't, you know, do the hard work of teaching you uh, the, the values that you're really going to need. Um, you, you could just write a, a library full of books um, <laughs> and documentaries on. Look at all the great, great players. Um, a lot of the old school guys that had phenomenal careers, but but once that the career was over, and it's always going to end. It's always um, end. how horrible their life was. Exactly. You know, I mean, OJ Simpson, one of the oh, a shining yeah. example, but but certainly not the only example. I mean, even even Mickey Mantle, who was, I think, really a decent guy, but his life was 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 horrible after he stop playing baseball right. you know? and, and, and you could go on and on and on and how many people that that if it, if it was only about the sport if it was only about the talent uh, no matter how good you are NFL Hall of Fame level um, greatest ever level I, 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 someday that's going to end. If and if you if you're not prepared to 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 be a functioning human, you, you, you're gonna you're gonna meet some serious adversity. That's
3: true. And there, and sadly, there are, like you said, there are lots of stories that are that way. And then, but you, all all you need you don't have to go too far. And you know, I don't know these people personally, but you you get a you get, I think you get a pretty good glimpse when you talk about a Jack Nicholas, you know, who was the best at what he did, and and uh, and what his life has been like, and you, and you get glimpses of what his life is like so you get a pretty good idea of what kind of a person he, he is and was, and, and Arnold Palmer as well. And, you know, you get that, I that picture. I think Nathl, that was
2: a great one. And, um, and I'm not even a, a, a golfer, uh, but, but it was obvious. He, was, he obviously had, had a certain amount of talent, a lot of talent, but, but he was a guy that really, his hard work really helped him to, I think, maximize his talent. Yeah. And look at the, how long his career was.
3: Exactly. That's exactly right. And so but but what we got a glimpse of it wasn't just about the sport. You know, it was about the person. It was about the man. It was about the dad. You know, there was it, there was there was more to him. Uh, there were lessons that 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 he was fortunate enough to learn from his dad and his mom and the coaches that he had. There was that were learned that that made him who he was, not just as a as a as an athlete, but as who as but more importantly, who he was as a person. But,
2: but that reminds me of made, once again the expectations which you talk about because I read uh, actually I read a book by Mark McCormick, who was. You literally founded the sports agent business and founded right. the IMG, International Management Group. But he um, was, you know, he, his first three clients were Arnold Palmer, who he played golf with in college, actually, at Wake Forest, Jack Nicklaus, and, and Gary Player. And he was talking about his fascination with what makes you great. Wh- what is it that separates the the super achiever um, and just the the person who's good or whatever? Or, or And he talked about he had played – anytime he played golf with any of those three guys um, – the whole match was just them complaining about how bad they were doing. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and A oh, I'm terrible today. I, c- <laughs> I can't hit anything today. Right. And, and at the end, you know, they'd have, like, this, this super low score. But but in, in their mind, their expectation was so high. high right? know, it, it, as, as they're playing this awesome round of golf that everybody else would be maybe their best day ever, they, they weren't playing at the level they wanted to be
3: playing. And if you look at their lives, their expectations were high. Are high for their lives in everything that they did, whether they were designing golf courses or building hospitals or, or whatever they were doing, their expectation was the same. They had that same passion and that, that same, uh, they were that same person, you know. Uh, so, but we've seen train wrecks because it is, it, they, they weren't the person that they needed to be, you know, and I'm afraid that we're having. There's too many of our of our kids that are becoming the person that they don't need to be to get through it all. You know, not just the great part of their life where they're using that ability that they have, if we're going to talk about athletics, that ability that they have for such a short span of time. You know, whatever sport it is, after about 30 or so, your span of time of being great is over, and if you're lucky, you get to go a little bit longer. But then you still have about 40 years of your life left. So what is there about you? as a person that's going to carry you through those next 40 years to be a productive citizen of society, and which thing is gotta... where we started this talk about, you know, what education was about. And one of the things you have to remember, the ditches of life are full of if-onlys. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know?
2: And one quick thing before we go to uh, break is fear uh, um, confronting fear of failure. Because as I just look around sure. as an adult, I think that's one of the things that stops most people is just they're afraid. They're afraid yeah. to, to take that step. They're afraid to go out and go for that job or, or whatever uh, because they're afraid to fail. One thing that hopefully in the right environment uh, in sports can teach you to confront that fear of failure as well.
3: Yeah, but, you know, again, there's a, and, and you know, another Michael lot. Michael
2: Jordan, I heard him talking about how many. You yeah. know, he made more game-winning shots, of course, than anybody else. But right. he, he talks about how, how many game-winning shots he missed. Right. But, but but but
3: that didn't the point is that didn't stop him. It didn't, but we're today now we're 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 facing another lie where where you know what if you if you're having that fear of failure we're going to just take you to your happy place so you're okay. And instead of making instead of get out there and let's face this failure this fear. You know, we don't we don't we're not making people do that anymore. And but I
2: think but and that's, and I this is another topic that some coaches can you know I think they can you know discourage can be discouraging, but my point is I'm making is that I read a, a quote from John Wooden and only a few years ago, and it's been personally liberating for me. Is Coach John Wooden said, "Show me somebody who's not making mistakes, and I'll show you somebody who's not accomplishing not anything.
3: anything." Right. That's exactly right.
2: But we need to be a, understand that we're going to make mistakes. We're going to fail. We're not. It's okay, you know, and it's okay. Just the thing is to make the effort. The thing is to try to make the attempt. That's the thing. But anyway. All great things we learn in sports. All great things that kids in Apopka High School in our community are learning in the Apopka High School Athletic Program. And we're proud to present this show to you. We'll be right back.
1: It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Daughter Sports Central.
2: Glad you're joining us today. Thank you for the opportunity to join you. We're talking about the values, the fundamental precepts upon which Apopka Blue Daughter Athletics are are based. And we're pleased to be speaking with Coach Fred Priest, Athletic Director at Apopka. We're talking about the things like discipline and accountability, um, encouragement, um, teamwork, perseverance, goal setting, all the things that are being taught right here on the practice fields um, of Apopka High School. And, of course, as we know, those are things that will prepare the young people to be good citizens functioning happy citizens uh, living productive happy lives and that's the whole point of public education it's the whole point of, 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 of the reason that there actually are athletics in, in our schools
3: right exactly and even though we've, we've gone a so, totally different direction but you're right Roger and and so in a minute we're gonna have Rick come, uh, Rick Darrington, our or football coach hopefully'll be here I know that you know they've been watching film you know the last part of, of his class that he has and and so uh, hopefully we can get him here in time to say a few words about tonight's game Uh, you know we'll be at Osceola High School they start at seven o'clock we won't play at seven o'clock because we're going to we're going to play the second and third halves but uh, Lake Gibson and um, Osceola will play the first half Uh, we'll play Lake Gibson in the second half and then Osceola and us will play in the third half uh, tonight so uh, we're looking forward to that those are three really pretty good programs Uh, you know Osceola has only been in the the state semifinals the last four years and in the last two in the final game and so uh, that'll be fun and Lake Gibson uh, out of Lakeland they've been you know they've been pretty decent here over the last few years and so we'll get a good test I think tonight to get a good look at you know what we've done this spring and and uh, so that'll be fun uh, for the folks again that's at Osceola High School tonight at uh, starting at seven o'clock and I'm I'm seeing Rick just drove up, and so we got about eight minutes, I guess, we're going to get to spend with him. And uh, we're going to get to talk about uh, Blue Daughter football now because uh, we've talked about all the other stuff setting it up. And and so Coach Darlington just sat down, and he's going to tell us a little bit, I hope, about what we're going to face tonight in Osceola and Lake Gibson High School. So, Coach, what do you got for us? Nothing. Nothing at all. <laughs> You don't want to give away anything. I have nothing
5: to give away. <laughs> I, I'm here to to uh, speak to the uh, people that need to be spoken to, but I have no information. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, well, Coach, I um, you, you joined us two weeks ago and <clears throat> right after the, the blue and white game, and you, t- you gave, kind of gave us the... You know, an update on where you were at that moment now it's been two weeks later can you, you bring us up to date on
5: what's happened in the past two weeks we practiced and we're two weeks further from the start of practice <laughs> that's
3: about all I got you say we're better?
5: I don't know about better I mean you know we, we'll see we'll see tonight I reckon right so I don't know if we're better or not we're, we're, we're probably two weeks tireder but uh no. we're stronger No, strong is what you get from January until uh, May. I don't know if we get stronger during May. We're still lifting weights uh, three days a week, but I don't know about that.
3: Well, speak to that a little bit because I I don't think we've talked about that. if, unless I'm mistaken, I feel like we're probably about as strong as we've been in the time I've been here. Yeah, like. we've
5: always had strong teams, but with Coach Wood, our strength coach, we're really getting stronger and stronger every year, you know, in both squats and power cleans and bench press. I think we've probably got the strongest team we've ever had. And, uh, you know, but but all the teams recently have been strong. You know, Coach Wood does a phenomenal job with our guys, and we're really thankful to have him. So it, that, that matters, not only in. Football and being strong on the field, but it helps so much in injury prevention. You know, when you got strong guys, you don't get as many little injuries and get dinged up and stuff. So that, that really does matter a lot. Now,
2: unlike, in, I guess, recent years where we've had played one team in the spring game, we come more like a Jamboree format. You'd be actually going up against two teams, Osceola and Lake Gibson. Is that relevant? I mean, does, does that present some opportunities? I, I or don't challenges? mind
5: it. It's fun to see two teams. Now, back in the day, you know, a couple of centuries ago when Fred coached, <laughs> right? the jamboree was you'd play a quarter against each team. Mm-hmm. And I don't like that because it's like, golly, you get a drive and it's over. And so a half against each team – you're playing a full game and it's kind of fun that way for me because I've never liked the thing where you say, Okay, well, we're gonna play the varsity for three quarters and then the J V for one and it's like that's nice and all, but that's not really what I wanna analyze how our J V is. You know, they, they they get analyzed in the blue and white game. And so I want to go against two different teams and play a half against each, and it's fun to play against two different opponents. You know, like if we went to FCA camp and scrimmaged the same team every time, it wouldn't be much fun. And so to get to go against Osceola and Lake Gibson, two really good teams that are both very different teams, you know, it just kind of adds to it a little bit. So you get to analyze yourself not just against one opponent but against two, and, you know, on both sides of the ball. So... I think it's going to be kind of neat. You know, I don't have a problem with it. And uh, kind of looking forward to doing a little something different. I I like to play different people. I I wish we could play ten new games every year if you didn't have your rivalries or whatever. But I like to play different people. We never played Lake Gibson, so that'll be fun. And we play Osceola seemingly a lot through jamborees and at camp and stuff like that. So we're more familiar with them. But it should be a fun night. I know they'll be good. I know Lake Gibson will be good. I, I don't know how good the Darters will be, but I guess we'll see.
2: Now, before you joined us, we kind of had a long discussion on the fundamental values of, 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 the, of the entire program, but especially your football program, uh, discipline, accountability. And you know, we talked a lot about how um, your, your, your philosophy and your program is built first, uh, building block is discipline. Can, can you just uh, kind of sh- share your approach and, and your philosophy of discipline and accountability with us?
5: I think discipline is just having expectations, and <laughs> along with expectations come consequences. If you don't have consequences with your expectations, you don't have discipline. You <laughs> know, you just have expectations, which are unrealistic, I guess you'd say. And so, uh, I think that you know, discipline is not a, a harsh thing. You know, we don't have any rules. I I never sat down and made a handbook here and said, okay, you know, young man, you violated rule three hundred sixty-five A. You know, there's there's no rules. They just we expect them to do the right thing, whether it be being on time or being respectful or working hard. It's just expected, and if they don't, there are consequences, and the consequences di- differ depending on the act and who it is. And we don't treat all of our players the same. That's a nice cliche for people to say, but we treat them all fairly. And fairness means you des- you get treated the way you deserve to be treated. In other words, if a guy makes a mistake, he's never made a mistake before. His consequences are probably going to be different than the guy that screws up the same thing every day, meaning behaviorally. And so we don't treat them all the same. We treat them fairly, and we treat them like men, and we expect them to be men. So this was important. You know, And there's a verse in the Bible, Hebrews twelve eleven. It says, No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it reaps a harvest of righteousness by those who are trained by it. There's a lot of key words there. You know, it's not pleasant, it's painful. Later on, it reaps the harvest if you're trained by it. Not if you say, well, forget this, I'm not doing it. That's not being trained by it. So. There's a lot that goes into discipline, but I think what we're trying to do is prepare our young men to be good men when they leave here. You know, and people said, "Well, how do? What do you think about your team this year?" I go, "Well, ask me in 15 years, then I'll tell you." You know, because then then they're in their 30s and they're and they're contributing or not contributing, and I can tell you more about the team then. So, you know, discipline's a big part of what we do, and. Um, I think that's something that, that that people need. Obviously,
3: Roger, isn't it interesting? You to thought that Coach was sitting here with us the last half hour because Coach you 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 said just about everything that we said and used about the same words, right? right yes. <laughs> so it's interesting.
2: Co- Coach, we're down to about our last two minutes, maybe a little less. I'd love to have you talk about if, if in that time. Ty, you know, he's he's I guess into the NFL now. He finished a great career with
5: at Oklahoma and can you give me an update on no Ty's not playing in the NFL he uh he went to the Tennessee Titans camp but he didn't get offered a contract and he realized when he was there that was just not what he wanted to do you know he, he physically can maybe barely hang on in the NFL mentally I mean he's a slam dunk but he's dealt with so many injuries and he's just not you know physically I guess what you know the NFL is going to want or need or whatever. And so um, he he and I talked extensively throughout the weekend, and he really feels relieved about it. You know, he's got other big dreams and plans. Right now, his plan is to um, work at Oklahoma this year in the athletic department as an intern under Joe Castiglione, who's one of the most powerful ADs in sports. He's going to be working in the athletic department as an intern and wants to see how he's wired for that job. And then in a year, he's going to go to Stanford to be a grad assistant for football. And so that's, you know, that's such a different place with the type of athletes and students they get. And so he's going to take a year and try to pursue the AD into things, and then take a year and pursue the college coaching into things, and then kind of make a decision from there on what he wants to do. That's Very great. interesting. Well, thank yeah. you for that great update right after
3: football, like and, and, we talked thank you, about. Thank
5: you, Fred. Thank
2: you, coach. Friends, thank you for listening. Have a great day, and we thank those who serve.
1: It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520
0: WBZW, your hometown station.